and welcome back to another episode of Energized. Barry, how are you doing? Ross, I'm doing very well today. How well? Um, do you know what? I'm actually I'm doing well. Last week's show, I thought it was a bit. It could have been done a bit better. I think we sort of led into it, sort of halfway through the week. You know. Yeah, well, it's always better when you do the show on the Monday than it is on the Wednesday. Yeah. So I think that's. I yeah. think you're slightly more in a rush to get it done. Yeah. Um, but sure, look, we got content out there. Uh, yeah. I actually think what we said was quite good. Uh, I tipped Josh Adams to be top choice scorer in the tournament and the rugby, and he scored a hat trick. So like, sure, look, if you listen to what we say, you can make a lot of money off it. That's actually true, man. That's true. No, it was just yeah. And we said the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And we said the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Congratulations to the Chiefs. And we said Ireland were going to win. Yeah. And we <laughs> said Wales are going to be Italy. Yeah. So. <laughs> and we said Bruno Fernandez was going to sc- what's called play for Man United and it all draw. Yeah. What What didn't we say? I actually don't know, man. I don't know. Things are like have been changing over the last while. Um, we were meant to start on Monday. We were here on a Wednesday, and then we're back. We had we talked about back to it. Monday. We're back to Monday. So you didn't have to wait too long to see us again. Yeah. So here we are, Barry. What is on today's show? Yeah. Okay. Uh, ah, hold on. But if you're new to the Energize podcast, <laughs> welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, welcome back. So what is on today's show? Okay, on today's show it's February, so it's the month of Foycon. Uh, myself and Ross are going to be doing a live show at Foycon, so we were just off the phone there with Jay. And we're going to let you know exactly what is going on at Foycon. So, if you actually want to go to Foycon, we'll get let you know how to get there in a few minutes. Yeah, true. Uh, also, this weekend, it's a huge card in the world of mixed martial arts. It's UC247. John Jones is taking on Reyes. Ross's mate, Reyes. Dominic Reyes, the destroyer. Uh, and Valentina, the bullet of is taking on Caitlin Chowigan. Um. Yeah. Also, we're going to discuss all the ruby action. From obviously, the obviously, 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 Ovs for the boys. Uh. So, Ross, we should start off with Foycon. We just got mm. off the phone there with Jay. Um. It is on February the twenty ninth, the day of the leap year. But do you want to just sort of explain what people can expect from the event itself? Day of the leap. Before we go any further, energized have dis- discounted tickets for Foycon. Yeah. You can get 10 euro off any Foycon ticket. All you have to use is the code EASY10. Yeah, spell that, can you? E-Z-10. <laughs> yeah, Just out. four characters. Yeah. Really, really easy. You yeah. get 10 euro off your ticket to Foycon. How good is that? Uh, I think it's going to be brilliant. I think it's going to be cool to meet people that follow the show. People that hate the show are going to be like, first in the queue. Yeah, first in the queue. We'll like, get a picture with the lads. <laughs> uh, there's some outrageously good guests. We have yeah. Funky Ben Askren, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Michael Venom Page, James the Shrabanimal Gallagher, Richard Kiley, Will Flurry, <laughs> Ian Gary, and many more. And many more. It's going to be class, isn't it? It is going to be class. It is going to be class. Who are you looking forward to meeting the most? Um, I'd say Ben Askin. I think we've funky talked, one. I think we've talked about this before, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Ben Askin still. Yeah, remind the people. Yeah, Ben Askin. He's just... Uh, he caused such a ruckus in the world of mixed martial arts there last year. He really does, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we decided we're going to go down on Friday night because the two lads here were actually in charge of the event, uh, Keen and Jay. They're doing a live show with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and... Ben Askren on stage. Yeah. So that's going to be a live show down in Cork at the Clayton Hotel on the Friday, the 28th. 
So uh, we're going to go down on Friday, just suss out the situation. And then uh, I'm just really looking forward to it. You know what I mean? Myself and Ross have put like, a, like a, about, what, three, four years? Four years, yeah. definitely, of like grafting into this. And uh, we're going to be doing something live for the first time ever in Cork. Yeah, it's going to be great crack, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we wrote down roughly what times would best suit us. So we're, we're talking about maybe doing a show between 12 and 2. Yeah. Uh, so it could be like 1 to 2 or half 1 to half 2, something like that. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. We yeah. might have a special guest on the show. Who knows? We'll see, we'll see how see yeah. how it goes. You know, there's a few people who are joining me on our show. You know what I mean? Yeah, like <laughs> like MVP. Who's one person who's always asking to come on the show? MVP, but he keeps on asking to go over to London. Yeah, MVP man. He's he was previously on the show. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, interviewing him. Yeah, when he fought Richie Cody. But uh, yeah, so we we're planning on doing it roughly between two o'clock, uh, twelve o'clock and two o'clock on. The day itself, 29th of February. Yeah. yeah it's right. going to be a great one. Yeah. Uh, and the discount code as well is there if you want to use it yeah, as well. Yeah, and if you want to lift down to Cork, I know a good train driver. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, it should be an absolutely fantastic event. Uh, Jay yeah. and Keane have done a fantastic job of setting up uh, the show. So we're really, really looking forward to seeing it. And we're looking forward to being part of it. Yeah, it's going to be a day to remember anyway. So if you follow the show when you're from Cork, we really expect to see you there. And again, throw in that discount, easy 10, get that money off. Yeah, get the money off. Why would you like pay extra? Yeah, why would you? Yeah, but there's like loads of stuff going to be going on today. You can get like pictures with the fighters. There's going to be live discussions, everything, man. I mean, also, it will be a week after Bellator or Dublin as well, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah, it's the week after Bellator. So get on that. Get on that. Get yeah. on that. Yeah, Ross. And then they'll say about Fightcon. Uh, no, I just can't wait to um, have my uh, face off with Ben Askren. Okay, okay. Perfect, man. Perfect, man. But, uh, Ross, before we go into the world of mixed martial arts and UFC 247 this weekend, is there anything else that's happened over the last week in the world of mixed martial arts that people may not have heard or seen? Uh, well, it looks like it's all said and done. Um, it's going to be on fight week in Vegas this week or this year. It's going to be Kamaru Usman. Versus Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. How do you feel about that? See the way they had that f- uh, face off in Miami. Yeah. Did you think that was staged? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a bit, wasn't it? They were definitely arranged to be there at the same time. It's like, make sure you wear the jumper. It means Connor turned the boat down anyway. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we were, I think it was only more so interesting the Masvidal fight. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing. I was like, right, if Connor's gonna fight someone, Masvidal, it has to be now because the next person Masvidal fights and he loses, if he loses, that's the gold dust gone. Yeah, Masvidal is really only hot hot until he loses again. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to, like, I feel like Usman's just going to be Usman, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, like, McGregor Usman doesn't make me go, ooh. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it no. doesn't. Uh, but McGregor Masvidal makes me go, hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. But, uh, Ross, should we get into UC 247? Yeah, why not? Where do you want to start? I think we should start in the main card, right? Just at the beginning, because it's uh, Derek Lewis in the heavyweight division taking on Ila Latifi. Ila Latifi moving up to the heavyweight division. Uh, do you think that's a good idea for Latifi? Because Derek Lewis has to cut to make heavyweight. I actually thought this was a good idea for Ila Latifi until his first heavyweight fight was against Derek Lewis. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Because I look at Latifi, he's actually so thick, Yeah, if you know what I mean. like He's a very, very big boy. Uh, I reckon Latifi's going to come in and weigh around 250 pounds you know that I think he's going to he's going to be big for a heavyweight uh, yeah. but look Derek Lewis is a different gravy and I think Derek Lewis is actually probably the most dangerous heavyweight 
in the entire division. Because if you think about it, we've seen time on time again, like Lewis has been losing like four rounds in a fight and then just Kablamo knockout. You know what you I mean? You still he, think he's more dangerous than Nganu? Well, I feel like when once Nganu is tired, like you're out of trouble. Okay. He's yeah. never like finished someone in the third round. Like Derek Lewis yeah. finished people all the time really late. Yeah. And Volkov. He, yeah, exactly. It's just he's one punch away from saying good night, Irene. Yeah, but we all know that Derek Lewis does have back problems. And yeah. like Latifi trains with Gustafson as well. So Latifi would probably be faster on his feet. He will probably be the faster. So he could run think. around him and make him tired. <laughs> run around him. Uh, look, uh, uh, Latifi's actually quite a good wrestler as well. So he, he might go for the takedown. But I fancy Lewis for this one. I think knockout. I've seen Latifi get knocked out as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't seen Lewis get knocked out, so. Yeah, actually, no, I did. I saw him get knocked out again with Matt Mitchell. He sort of fell into his hip or something. It was a funny one. <laughs> I, I think I'm just the loyalty to Derek Lewis. I'm just going to back Derek Lewis. If it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I think I picked against him too many times, and then I was like, oh, he actually just wins, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, also on the card, Mirsa Bektic in the featherweight division, second on Dan Oig. Ross, any any thoughts on this one, man? Dan Oig, the uh, Hawaiian. Uh, in fairness, Mirsa Bektic was one of the best prospects you've seen in a very long time yeah. until he fought. Um, the damage, Darren Elkins. Yeah. And remember, he was battering Darren Elkins two rounds, and then the damage came back and, like, head kicked him and knocked him out. Yeah, wasn't he, like, undefeated then? He yeah. had, like, the blonde hair, and he was meant to be the next big thing. Yeah, and then, I don't know, and after that, I was like, oh, I'm not as interested yeah. in him but, anymore. Yeah, th- that's why I was like, right, we'll, we'll talk about this one. Uh, there is another heavyweight fight on the card. Uh, Juan Adams is taking on Justin Taffa. Uh, Ross, what are you expecting here? Obviously, Juan Adams was on the... But he lost Dana to Greg Hardy. Con- that was his thing. Like, yeah, but he's on Dana. Yeah. The, contender Series. Was it a Contender Series or the other one? What? The Ultimate Fighter? The Ultimate Fighter, yeah. Or Dana White looking for a fight. Or Dana White looking for a fight, yeah. He was on one of those shows. He was on one of them. But well, it- look, ever since I saw him lose Greg Hardy, I was like, you're a sap. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he went in, he was like, you wouldn't beat Greg Hardy, I'm going to whip your ass. And then he went in there and like, fought him terribly. Yeah. If you know what I mean? He didn't like, just absolutely slug it out with him, you know? Yeah, but I feel like Justin Taffa is there to win. He is, yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure he's like undefeated. It's yeah, like where exactly? Is, where's Taffa from? Yeah, New Zealand, I think. Yeah, he looks. Uh, you, you put him up there and tell me where he's from. Three and oh, New has, Zealand. He is New Zealand. Yeah, he looks. He actually has the same tattoos as uh, Toy Two Vasa. Yeah, they must be mates. Hashtag mates. Hashtag best mates. And uh, we are going to move into the co-main event of the evening in the women's flyweight division. Uh, Valentina Shoshenko, the champions, taking on Caitlin Chukigan. Tell us a bit about Caitlin Chukigan there, Boswell. Wasn't she lo- lined up to fight for a title before, but got married instead? And they're like, right, we'll wait for you to get married, and then you can fight. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Valentina Shashenko, yeah. like, the only person who's beaten her is the champ champ. Man Nunes. Yeah. Yeah, in fairness, Valentina Shashenko is the best female fighter on the planet, yeah. not named Man Nunes. You know what I mean? And you could argue that, like, those fights were razor close. They were. And she could have given uh, Valentina Shashenko the nod. Yeah. Um... Let's let's be honest. I think Shevchenko is here for a win. Uh, I'd say she's probably going to be one of the heaviest favorites in UFC history to win this fight. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I just. When I, I lo- don't know where Caitlin Ch- uh, Chukin is supposed to win this fight. Oh no, Valentina Shevchenko is is crazy good. Yeah, but she goes off like the wilderness and like trains like Rocky, yeah. and then like Chukin's like well, I might be a model if I can't win this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Valentina reminds me a bit of Khabib, even though, like, totally different fighting styles, but just that yeah. mentality of, like... Yeah, she's an animal. Yeah. 
I doubt she's ever drank in her life. She's just like, no, I come to kill and that's it, full stop. Yeah, and she was training with Rose for ages as well. Uh, yeah, and her sister. Yeah. yeah. A- Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, so Valentina Shashenko, uh possibly second yeah, round I'd go definitely. for. Uh, Stoppage. Uh, right. I, think she, I think she'll do like an armbar. That's my guess. All right. Uh, then in the main event, John Jones is taking on Dominic Reyes for the low heavyweight title. Ross, where exactly do we start here? Well, where do we start? I, I, I think with this fight, the key thing is they're actually the same size, which is rare for John Jones to fight someone as big as he is. Okay. Um, and it's one of the rare occasions where you can put an argument that Dominic Reyes is potentially the better athlete than John Jones. He was very, very good at collegiate sports. Uh, I think he did football, wrestling, and baseball. So the way I look at it is Dominic Reyes could be one of the best athletes John Jones ever faced. However, John oh, Jones... Basic. When you say that, and then you look at Daniel Cormier, he was in the Olympics. Oh, I'm, I'm fully aware of that, but he was more very proficient at wrestling, at as, opposed to, as opposed to like he was like just a very good athlete at whatever he tries his hand to. Okay. And now he's turned his hand to fighting. Uh, he's undefeated, although I do remember watching the Volcan uh, Ozdemir fight, and I thought he actually lost that fight. Do you remember that fight? No. Okay. Uh, he fought that one. He got the uh, nod on the judges' scorecards. But John Jones, John Jones is obviously a different gravy. He's the best to ever do the damn thing. Yeah. Um. But in his last three fights, he hasn't been, you know, set the world on like he was. Well, he was good against Gustafsson, but the Anthony Smith fight and the Thiago Santos fight, I wasn't like overly sold on him. Were you? No, but why is why is that? I don't know. It's quite quite a strange one because, yeah. he, like you said, he's more on the straight and narrow now than he's ever been. And in fairness, it was impressive to see him do a kickboxing fight against Thiago Santos, who was a kickboxer. Yeah, I watched him fight Anthony. Maybe it's because I'm used to seeing him getting the finishes, and like he didn't finish them. Yeah, he's not really finishing people that much anymore, is he? And I, I think well, that bar, was Cormier, really. Yeah, but well, that was years ago at this stage. I don't know. Um, I, I think it's maybe just now that it's just like if you're the goat, we need to see him put people away. Yeah, and also I think it's because those guys came up from middleweight to light heavyweight. They're like they're smaller than him. He didn't put them away. Although I don't think Thiago Santos is actually smaller. Yeah, when they were in there. Also, didn't he used to fight welterweight or something? Yeah, he did. He he like lost the Ultimate Fighter Brazil at welterweight. But look at Rumble Johnson. You know what I mean? Like shot at welterweight, like third best fighter in the world at light heavyweight. Yeah, um, Bobby Knuckles as well. Yeah, exactly. He was down welterweight, got knocked out by Wonder Boy, and then again became middleweight champ. Uh, Russ, it, people are saying that Dominic Reyes could be getting into John Jones's head. Uh, the last few fighters haven't done this to John Jones, so maybe this could act actually be worse for Dominic Reyes by trying to get into John Jones's head. I don't think he is in John Jones's head. I, I think John Jones actually almost you know the way McGregor <laughs> goes. It's just another body in there. Yeah, I feel like John Jones just say, sees that in him. I feel like he's like. Here, look, you're trying to sell the fight, but like, whatever, bud. You know what I mean? I, I, feel yeah, it, yeah. I feel it's very dismissive of his personality. As always. Yeah. It is, as always. But, um, so obviously you're going for a Dominic Reyes win then. Yeah, Dominic Reyes, first round. Not, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I think John Jones will probably get the win here. Um, I'll probably say like fourth round submission. All right. I, 
I think I think he will get it done just based on the fact that Dominic Reyes is trying to wreck his head. Um, <laughs> uh, but the most important thing is, I think, the takeaway from this whole entire card is, what is John Jones' situation? Is he the greatest ever? And when will he move up to heavyweight? I think that's what people would be most interested in in this part of the video, you know? I also think the low heavyweight division becomes way more interesting when John Jones isn't there. Yeah. Because who is the best low heavyweight without John Jones there? If that makes sense. That, like, that becomes so much more interesting. Yeah. And then putting John Jones in the heavyweight mix becomes more interesting as well. It actually spices up both divisions. Yeah. Well, it, even in next week's card, it's... Uh, Ganu versus Rosenstruck. <laughs> no, it's oh Jan Blakowicz versus uh, Corey Anderson. Yes, and like that's the that's going to be the number one contender spot for the winner of this fight. And yeah, like no one's no one's dying to buy that pay per view. Well, no, no, Corey Anderson versus John Jones. Yeah, well, that pay per view that would ever happen. Corey Anderson. Yeah, remember we saw him? Did he get? Did he lose in the UFC? We went to yeah in UFC, New York. Yeah, two seventeen. He got head kicked knockout by OSP. Yeah, and then you're like, he's not going to beat John Jones. Yeah, but um. Ross, John Jones, I think without a doubt he's the best ever. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, but I want to see him go and fight a heavyweight. I want to yeah. see him and Cormier a heavyweight. That's the fight to make. But like Cormier, well, let, let's start. Let's start if he stays in the heavyweight division, right? And then he beats Dominic Reyes. He's saying John Jones is saying that like he will fight Israel Adesanya, but he's saying that Adesanya doesn't want to fight him. But jo- Adesanya was like a fight in twenty twenty one. It's like, thanks, pal. I'll, yeah. I'll fight in two years time. And like John Jones is obviously going to fight at least two more times this year as well. After this. yeah, I have a massive feeling that John Jones will be able to take Adesanya down and just like have his way with him. I like I'd want to see that. Yeah, well, but like, I'd love to see fight. Feet. I yeah. want to see that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, if John Jones wins, which like you probably you'd like, he should. John Jones against who then? John Jones versus Daniel Cormier, a heavyweight. A heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is yeah? But like that's where the money is. You know I know, I mean? but is Miocic versus uh, Cormier not booked in yet? No, no. What's taking Cormier is like, or Miocic is like. I don't know if I want to fight Cormier. I might fight someone else. Why? Because like Cormier fought someone in between. He <sighs> fought Eric Lewis. Just like absolute horse manure. Absolute bullshit. Who's on the prelims of this car, Basmo? Like, tell me, is there anyone Miocic? <laughs> Miocic is oh. Perfect. Unbelievable. Yeah, no one else is on that, the, to be honest. The, Uf- the UFC... They're on to us, man. They're on to us. They don't want any, well, any is actually that. not going to happen? Or do you not, would you not like to see John Jones go up against take on, uh, Nganu or something, no? Well, I wouldn't mind seeing... Uh, like, but Nganu and Rosenstrike are going to fight each other. I'm like, that could be a good crack. No? Yeah. And, like, Curtis Blades has to fight someone. See, Curtis Blades is in such a weird position because, like, Ngannou sort of ranked ahead of him and he needs to almost get the belt before Ngannou because if Ngannou <laughs> gets the belt, like, he's never going to get a title shot because it's like, we've seen that twice. Yeah, I know. It's such a tricky situation. Like, and John Jones is sort of like, here, look. Is this the prelims? Yeah. Man, they are terrible. I know. And the early prelims. Why is that guy grey? Yeah, they never they never up to date with it. Here, Joe Leon Edwards is actually like still not an icon in, on the oh he's TBC. Yeah, it's just like here they really don't like him or something. Yeah, I've, I've never seen someone win so many fights and just be so disregarded. You yeah. know, like he's actually one of the best fighters in the world. Tony Ferguson stuff. Very T Ferg. Yeah, I'm actually posting for that fight. Tony Ferguson versus uh, Khabib. No way. Yeah, way like totally. <laughs> That's if it happens. <laughs> that is if it happens. But, uh, and then Adesanya versus Romero. 
Adesanya versus Romero as well. I can't remember. Yeah. I think Luke Tom or Luke Rocco was like kicking a uh, Romero was like kicking a brick wall. He was it was like it was that hard. Like yeah. Do Do you think it's right for Romero to get that title shot against Adesanya, even though he lost? Oh, 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 I'm not overly against it. I feel like Romero sort of was due a title shot, and then he didn't get a fair crack at it. I know he missed weight, but he was sort of like thrown in at the last minute. Yeah. And also, I thought he actually beat Whitaker in the rematch when they fought. Uh, I feel like he's had enough bad luck that I think he deserved one title shot. I got you, yeah. And the the cost of fight was like a close split decision loss. Yeah. The And the two fights against Whitaker, like some people scored both of them for Romero. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like yeah. he was getting absolutely dominated out of it. You know? Yeah. But what about Ades- like Adesanya has too much business to clear up there to just jump he, and fight oh, John Jones. 100%. He has to fight him, Paolo Costa. And then, like, if Darren Hill can get another win, like, it could be Darren Hill next. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot on that play. Yeah. Uh, what about Luke Rockhold in the division? Do you think he's just... Oh, like no, I think he's done so. I think he's, he's like, oh, I earn loads of money doing modeling, so, like, why am I getting my head kicked in? Yeah. He might He might be like, I'll fight Chris Wyman, though, because I know it can be him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, uh, is there anything else coming up in the in Mixed Martial Arts that you're sort of, like, that you're sort of looking forward to seeing? Just before we move on as well, because like... Uh, well, Bell, the Bellator Dublin card keeps on shifting, doesn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah, there is news yeah. about the Bellator Dublin card. So, Peter Queely's out. So, there'll be no zombie walkout in the three arena, which is actually like heartbreaking, really, isn't it? It is, man, yeah. Uh, That's like one of the main reasons be there. Yeah. Zombie. Zombie. Uh, <laughs> and who else is out? Uh, Reds are opponents out, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, who's he fighting? Reds are meant to fight... Ryan Scope. Ryan Scope. Yeah. Sun Zone. Happen. Yeah. And That's not happening. Yeah. And then Pre- Brent Primus was meant to fight Peter Queedy. And that was almost like going to be almost, an eliminator. Yeah, but I always thought like, not just doing Reds versus Brent Primus. And they just didn't do that either. I think they gave them both new opponents. Yeah, they did do that, yeah. Oh, they, they must have fallen out at the wrong times. Yeah, but I almost think like Reds and Primus should just fight each other and they go, the other two people who fell in should actually fight each other. No? Because it would actually like be higher on the ladder. I know, I get you, yeah. But I think they just maybe already had people in camp and they were like... Yeah, but you're right, so. yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. Uh, but look, Kiefer Crosby's still fighting... Is he still fighting TBD? I'm not sure about Kiefer's situation, yeah. KBD fighting TBD. Yeah, James Gallagher headlined the card. Yeah, against Cal Elner. That should be a really good fight. Yeah. And um, Will Fleury's back. I don't know who's fighting you. No. Does he, is announced. <laughs> Put up Bellator Dublin there, will you? Yeah, hold on. And see if the, see if the, uh, there's any madness going on there. Yeah, if you're actually enjoying the show, make sure to like and subscribe. By the way, uh, cheers, book. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, oh, thanks for everyone who followed us there recently on YouTube and everyone followed us there recently on Spotify. We actually really, really do appreciate it. Barry's going to pull up the bell towards open car there and see who we got. So obviously James Gallagher, Gallagher versus uh, Cal Elner in the main event. Yeah. The co-main event is now going to be Aaron Chalmers. Uh, versus Austin Clem. Yeah. On the Clem. Uh, oh, Liam McCourt is fighting. That's yeah. actually brilliant. Uh, oh, yeah. Brent, Brent Primus versus... Oh, Chris Bungard. Scotland's own. Scotland's own. That, well, in fairness, he's actually quite good. So, like, he that's, is that's, good, that's, yeah. that's decent. He's yeah. a slugger. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer Crosby's fighting Emac Furtado. Yeah. That's at a contract weight, 160 pounds. Charlie Ward against Kyle Kurtz. Beck Rawlings. 
Oh yeah, Rowdy Breck Rollins. She was actually la- she was actually out for last event. Yeah, I think she was like, I really want to fight in the Dublin crowd. She might come out to zombie or something just for the crack because she's dying for that like crowd to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she was doing bare knuckle boxing as well before this. Yeah, she's mad. He was in the prelims. Flyweight. Hold on, what what weight is uh, Liam Court? Featherweight. Oh, okay. Like I mean, as we all McCourt know, McCourt for cyborg. Yeah, for the title. Jesus, man. Redzer. Redzer. Oh, versus Georgie Kakarian. He's actually quite good. Although, I think he normally fights a featherweight. Brian Roddy against Chris Duncan. Philip Mopeter against Daniel Crawford. Yeah, Will Fury's taking on Justin Moore. I think they were scheduled to fight before, weren't they? All right, that should be good enough fight. Yeah. Richie Swan against Ranjit Barria. Oliver Enkamp against Lewis Long. Danny Neal against Kiara Penko. Blaine O'Driscoll. Blaine's back in this. Uh, Azubar... Oh, yeah, say his name again, wherever now. Kieran Clark, Jamie Folding, uh, Ilias Bull. Oh, Ilias. Is his brother going to be there trying to hang out with us again? Oh, yeah. The Moroccan Poly, G- the Poly D. Uh, Dylan Logan's on the card as well. There's actually Jeez, so many people on this card. Ricky Bandeas against Franz Malambo. That's, that's actually a brilliant that fight. That should actually be alright, yeah. That should be like the headline or the prelims, actually, shouldn't it? Yeah. There's so actually so many fights in this card. Uh, we are still waiting to get confirmation about our Bellator uh, credentials as well, but yeah, like, so. we're really looking forward to going to it as well. Yeah, so oh, I think that's sort of all the mixed martial arts news. Yeah, yeah. If you enjoyed the mix, enjoyed the mixed mar- martial arts segment and show, make sure to like, subscribe. Thank you. Because now it is time for the rugby Six Nations special. Yeah. So here we go. Um, Ireland are fresh off their opening game victory over Scotland. Um, Johnny Sexton scored all nineteen of Ireland's points. It was 19-12, so Scotland did get a losing bonus point. Yeah, Barry, what was your initial thought on the game? Going into it, I was like, it's seriously exciting. I was actually like, I had my Ireland jersey on and all. I couldn't wait. Um, straight away from the first minute, I, t- I think because Caelan Doris got knocked out on his debut. Imagine that, your debut. The build-up, and then it's like one minute in. I actually felt so sorry for him. Yeah. It was it was heartbreaking, wasn't it? Yeah, but like it looked worse than it was until yeah. you actually see it was a headbutt. I thought someone like broke it broke his back or something yeah I, I didn't know what it was for yeah. ages and I was yeah. like Jesus he's on the ground for a very long time yeah because it, it sort of went like it happened in the first minute and sort of went to the third or fourth minute of play before it stopped yeah didn't it yeah I thought I'd, like I thought people thought he was like seriously injured and like it really killed the atmosphere into the stadium now mm. I don't know if the atmosphere was just shit or it was just put on such a downer yeah because the atmosphere never got going at all in the game really now I also am a firm believer that Scotland came like out right out of the traps, and the way I sort of put it is, Scotland were nice to Ireland. They came up and they hit them hard, and yeah. they started the game at such a high tempo and a fast pace that Ireland like they didn't get a chance to breathe. You know, Scotland were like just down their throat the entire time, and I feel like Ireland don't like that. I feel like New Zealand did that to us in the World Cup, and Japan did that to us, and they just put that pressure on, yeah. and. I like to say, like pressure sort of makes it crumble every now and then. You know what I mean? And that's the way I looked at it. Yeah. Um, we were going into it expecting a lot of like sort of free flowing rugby, almost like Leinster esque, and we really did not get that at all. No, we didn't at all. Um, what do you think that was? Like, I know Andy Farrell has only been in charge for, for about five training sessions, but uh, he had previously been there under Schmidt as well. See, I think. Leinster are very good at the offload, and Ireland seems to be very much a phase play team. It's like, hit the ball up and take your phases. 
and see yeah. see see how that goes. As opposed to Leinster, it's almost like that bit more finesse and flair to them, and it just doesn't seem to like connect as much as uh, as it does for Leinster as it does for Ireland. Yeah, but other countries have played like that. Remember Wales and past with Shane Williams, mm. they've really really played with that. They were offloading as well. Yeah, but it seems like Ireland are just like it's like drilled into their head. You go into contact and just take the take yeah. The, so it's take the like tackle. keep the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's not. It's not as attractive as. Yeah. I thought we style rugby is. I thought we were getting something sexier. So did yeah, I. I, 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 I feel like, like we were slightly catfished. Sure, sure. I wrote up on one of the Facebook groups. I was like, at least we're like guaranteed the bonus point. Like Ireland yeah. are going out there to score tries. Yeah, it's in the Aviva. Yeah, and now it's just like nineteen twelve over yeah. Scotland. Everyone was waiting for a new fresh something yeah, fresh. So many people have been like, we're going to beat Scotland by twenty points. You know what I mean? I know. That's, that was, that was yeah, that's consensus. what I said. That's what I said. I was just, but I was, do you know what? I was so excited and like hopeful as well. I was like, I wasn't like definitely happening, but I was like, do you know what? Once it's going to get going. Uh, shout out to Johnny Sexton, 19 points as well. It's not yeah. very often you're going to have Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Fair, he's got the fresh haircut as well, like himself. He actually did. Yeah. He actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he got it like a raw. What did you get? Uh, like one on the back and the sides. For anyone who knows, <laughs> uh, were you walking around? You people, know, you know. people were walking around with like the Johnny Sex. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, the sex though." <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the sex though, please. <laughs> but um, make sure to like and subscribe if you like this crack, right? Yeah. So we're here look, every week. Look, Sex and Boss the game. I, I wasn't overly impressed, with Murray. I thought that the entire back row was brilliant. Uh, Stander actually had a fantastic did, game. And yeah. I actually wasn't too sure about him beforehand. Uh, O'Mahony came on and he was brilliant. Yeah. And I thought Vanderflair was brilliant as well. Um, okay. The macro was very impressive. James Ryan was impressive. Uh, Henderson was impressive. I thought his scrum was actually quite bad, which was quite rare. Which make a hurry. Not, um, his lineouts were good, which is, I don't think they're actually that great for Ulster. I felt like there was a lot of pressure on him to make sure the lineouts were good. And he seemed to hit his man nearly every single time. So I think I think we lost one line now. Do you think he's guaranteed to start the next game, or because supposedly Kelleher wasn't ready to really start? I I think he is. I feel like he did well enough to get get back on. Okay. Yeah. So we may as well start in the forwards um, before we go into the backs then. Yeah. Well, the, we're halfway through the bleeding forwards now. Oh, no, I thought you were finished with the forwards. Well, I didn't do the props. Okay. Um, I think Keane Healy was knackered and was dying to come off, but there was a uh, he came off Kilcoin, then Kilcoin got injured straight away. Did you see that? And then Healy had to come back on. Yeah, and then Porter came on. So Porter actually played uh, loose head, Porter, yeah. and then Furlong played toy head. Yeah, jeez, um, Porter's a big boy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Have you noticed he's the only person with like tattoos in the yeah, team? Yeah, I, I did notice that. Uh, he, he, he sort of makes him a bit scarier, doesn't it? He's just he's like, like he's like Ireland's Joe Marler. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he yeah, is. Yeah, he's like our Maori as well. Though. Yeah, he's 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 a big boy, and he is. He, uh, he's, gonna he's sort of scary while. looking, isn't he? He's gonna be there for a while. Yeah, yeah he's. Very very talented, so, very very talented. So we're after we're after knocking off the fours there. What you, who do you think who do you think is definitely going to start next week? Do you think or do you think anyone like do you think Peter Mandy's going to start this uh, time uh, around uh, or Kevin um, or Max Deegan? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they start that back back row that finished the game there. And um, Max okay. Deegan might be on the bench, although Max Deegan tends to only play number eight, so I don't know whether that will hinder him being picked on the squad that he's like less versatile around the back three, but also Standard and uh, Peter Mandy can actually play any of the positions. Yeah. Well, Sanders can really play seven, but Oman he can play seven, so you can actually just like bring on Deegan at eight and then just move around wherever you need to move. Yeah. For some reason, I don't think uh, Kenneth Doris is going to be in the squad now because of that. No, I feel like they'll want to give him a week off yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I think it's almost a bit much for him to be like, 
right, York and Cusp, but come back and play against yeah, Wales. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. It must be like, oh, here, like, like, give me a break. The, yeah, but they must be like, the Italy game. Did you see when they panned to him on the bench and then, like, I think it was his girlfriend because she was sort of like, oh my God, I thought you were dead. And he's like, grand. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't say oh that. Oh my God, like, if you like that, if you saw that. No, because one of the lads was like, look at, her, look at her crying. And I was like, she was more like, oh, thank God, like crying to yeah. me, like, thank God, rather than like, damn it, I wish you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> Very harsh. Uh, so we go into the backs. Yeah. Conor Murray, what did you think? I don't know. To be honest, I wasn't actually over that impressed with his box kicks, you know that? Yeah. And he does that's that his a thing. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost like, can we stop kicking the ball away? Like, can we not just pass the backs and give it a run? No? Did you hear this? Vi- see this video that was sort of going viral now? I don't know if it was fake or not because there's a lot of fake stuff going around, obviously. But, so, like, supposedly the commentator under his breath goes, for fuck's sake, stop kicking it. And then, like, when he box kicked it. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. But, well, like, you see, it's on I'm Twitter. That's the shit thing about Twitter. You can't, like, Send it to you. Yeah. Mean, like, you know I mean? If I send that to you, you're never going to see it. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like, follow this Twitter link. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, oh, Twitter, yeah. like, do you ever find with Twitter you have to click on the video like four times for it to actually play? Sometimes, man. Twitter is shit. No, I think Twitter's great crack no, for Twitter is good, but like, it's actual. Like, yeah, you should be able factor. to sit, Yeah, you should be able to send it directly to your WhatsApp. Like, this video is only available in America. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, so. Obviously, Cooney came on. Um, yeah. What to sort of make of that? They actually were both put down in a press conference. They sit beside each other, and they uh, the reporters go, "Is this awkward?" And it's like, "No, like, no, we're both in the same why do they ask stupid questions like that?" Oh my god, guys, is that so awkward? It's like we we have to be in the same team and away in the World Cup together. No, it's not fucking awkward. Yep, toots, not orcs. There you have it. Basmo says it's not ox. Um. Well, like, oh, Luke McGrath was trying to get in there as well. To, to be honest, I wasn't actually that overly impressed with Cooney when he came on, but he only came on for the last, I think, 15 minutes, so it wasn't... No, I think he came on around 60th. Well, 15, 20 minutes, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, like, I wasn't, like, blown away, but he didn't actually do anything terrible either. I think he actually did one or two bad box kicks as well, which is obviously an Ireland technique, but I was like, oh, can we not? See, I almost was sure expected... See the way sometimes he just picks the ball up and darts for Ulster? I was like... Yeah. You know when Stringer done, did that for Ireland? Sniper, yeah. Yeah, I was like, sort of expecting... One or two of them. But obviously, he doesn't actually get his game that much for Ireland. So, he was like, don't do anything stupid. As in, like, if I, like, dart five yards and get turned over, then people are going to go, Cooney! Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was uh, close. Uh, Sexton was brilliant. Obviously, he scored all the points. So, he, he like, clearly manned the match. Vintage Sexton. Yeah. Uh, Ross Byrne did come on. But, like, uh, he actually came on for definitely the last few minutes, wasn't it? Uh, I remember just seeing him on and he kicked it. And I was like, at least he got a kick. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Then centres, uh, Bundiaki. Um, I actually thought he played quite well, but like typical Aki performance, like quite physical in the centre. Didn't really get too many breaks or anything. Yeah, um, it was a lot of foreplay in that yeah. game, wasn't it? It wasn't really. A, there was no real exchanges in the back. Yeah, there, there was no. Right, let's see what you guys can do. Go beat a few players. You know yeah. I, mean? they, 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 I felt like all even when the backs had the ball, like they, they were like right. Run into the forwards with yeah. the ball. Yeah, but before we get started going into the other separate players as well, I see. I see in the backs. Uh, this is also mentioned by John Malloy that uh, a lot of players at the backs are almost doing their own thing. It's not really in tandem together. Like we would have expected uh, Larmer, um, Stockdale and Conway and Conway to maybe like do a, like a little trio. Yeah. Whereas it almost seems like Stockdale's totally by himself going down. Oh, I remember or Larmer does brilliance by himself. Conway like beat a defender and then passed ball to Larmer inside, the 20, inside their own 22 and then Larmer got like tackled in touch. I was like... Uh, you wouldn't have seen that Lencer, you know what I mean? Like they would have yeah. like done something to support each other. Yeah. You know what I mean, I felt like the back three isn't a problem. 
because they all play for different provinces and I, I feel like that doesn't work I almost yeah. feel like if you had although in fairness the back three normally was like Carney, Earls and Zockland they all play for three different provinces yeah. either but they but played each other a lot do you think this comes with experience and time yeah see Conway doesn't have that many international caps Stockdale like has a decent amount but like not a hell of a lot and Larmer doesn't have a lot so like there obviously isn't this experience factor I think Larmer's like looking to prove a lot to people when he gets the ball he's trying to beat someone he's trying to make a big get impact get people out of seats yeah and I think maybe I feel like he doesn't trust his boot do you, do you get that feeling I feel like Carney see is the playing international rugby is a lot different than playing for Leinster as well true I, I, I just think Carney when he gets the ball he can like absolutely launch one with the boot and like make it save his houses as yeah. opposed to Larmer's like <laughs> you know what Larmer's like it, it, it's like, it's um, very reminiscent of when they kick the ball off the American football and the guy catches it in the end zone and he's like and run yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's that's what it's like when you give Larmer the ball yeah 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 uh, it is yeah Conway is I've, he's it's Conway and Stockton are so direct as yeah. well and sprint as fast as you can hope to beat the other fella yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to they're not yeah, they're not jinkers. Yeah. So, I, I wasn't... Uh, Earl's, you know is, Earl's is jinky. Yeah. If that, if that new word. If the, oh, yeah. The jinky fella. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I wasn't overly impressed with Stockdale and... It was I. Um, Conway. I think I was more impressed with yeah. Conway than I was with Stockdale. I don't know if that means I'd pick Earl's over Stockdale or not. Yeah. Earl should be back oh. now, so... Do, does Earl's get back into that team now, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I, I think Earls will actually play the Wales game and, and he'll take Conway's position, not because Conway played particularly bad, but just because Josh Adams on the Wales wing is absolutely phenomenal, scored a hat-trick against Italy, and they'll want to have him marked by Keith Earls, I think. Okay. Well, then, in the middle, obviously, as well, uh, Gary Ringrose is out. Yeah, so big loss. So, how much you changed this backs? See, I don't, I'm not, like, a big fan of Henshaw at 13. I much prefer him at 12. Uh, maybe bring Chris Farrell in at 13. Yeah, I know. Because uh, John Davies plays in the centre for Wales and he's a big fella. Yeah. And That's what like, Ronald Garrow was saying that like it's not necessarily like the the best player. It's that the Henshaw straight fit. in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, like he said, he was biased towards Munster, but I mean, I like Farrell at thirteen. I think Farrell. Look, if we're not going to play flash expansive that, rugby, that's it. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're, you're going to stick the ball up your jumper. Yeah. Aki and Farrell. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to play yeah. long ball, there's no point to have Messi there. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously so. Henshaw's not messy but and I, I think skill wise after watching Ireland beat Scotland I feel like they're going to have to play ugly against Wales yeah. to to beat them I don't think he, like Ringrose is so key to actually interjection the wingers and the fullback into the game he's like the last pass to the speed demons and I, f- I feel when you bring Farrell in it slows it down it doesn't actually make, necessarily make it worse it just makes it different yeah. What's your take on that? No, I agree, man. I, it's just like, it, it, what tactics are going to be, are we going to use, then use correct players into them tactics? Yeah. If we're going to go, we're not dogs enough. We're not doggy enough. That was yeah. uh, that's what was said. You said earlier, go and explain what you were said. Yeah, I, I think, Ireland, <laughs> Ireland don't like when teams are mean to them. Yeah. Like, Ireland like when teams are nice to them when they like, come up and, they sort of tackle them and let them do their phases. Scotland like, got up in Ireland's face and they're, they didn't let them breathe and, they were rugged to them yep. and you know they were challenging for every scrum and Ireland sort of like when you let them do this few phases and a few passes and then get something going I always think Ireland are the more skilled team 
90% of the time and the other team is actually they need to actually like bring it to that next level of trying hard and that might just seem like very very silly and very like simple way of putting it but Scotland are not as good at rugby as Ireland are they're not a skill but they came out in that game and they wanted it more Scotland actually wanted more. Ireland were just looking enough to have someone like Johnny Zexton in the yeah. team who can get the job done. Bear in mind, it was like, I mean, if we had a loss, then imagine how bad things would have been. Yeah. But uh, if everyone was watching, remember Hogg went over the line and dropped the ball? Yeah. yeah. Oh if, my God. Yeah, if that goes over, then it's 19 all as well. I actually, like, Ireland, Ireland weren't safe until the very, very end. No. And I remember watching this being like, here, look, if they don't fucking win this, people are going to give such a less of a shit about our videos as well. Did you also being feel fucking selfish, like? Did you also feel that. Uh, the commentators were commentating as if Scotland were winning. Oh, I felt like, like it was all in Scotland's favour, but not, not in a sort of negative way to Ireland, but the commentators were like, jeez, I don't want to pull up those socks soon now because Scotland are coming. I, I remember watching, I was like, hold on, this is actually way closer and they're about to go over. Like, I mean, sort it out, lads. Oh, like, I, I told, where's the flashy, like, remember uh, who scored the try in the first game for Wales? Oh yeah, Dan Bigger, he did the pass through his legs. Yeah. Did you see that? Unreal, yeah. right? And then I was like, why don't we do that? Because yeah. we can. Yeah. We have the players there. It's not as yeah, if, like, Ring, where's Ringrose slipping through his legs? Yeah. Also, his injury was so weird because the commentator was like, can't tell you what happened to him. Or the Irish team wouldn't tell you what happened to him. Something wrong with his hands, suppose he. He's meant to be out to, for maybe two games. Well, there you have it. Um, yeah. I guess I worked up. Sorry, sorry about this. If you like the show, cheers. So, uh, Wales in the other game put Italy to the sword yeah. to kick off. Uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but Josh Adams, hat trick. Like, what, what a man. He's actually brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he's up for the he was, player of the round. He was a top try scorer in the World Cup, and now he's probably going to be top try scorer in the Six Nations. I think when you score a hat trick, you're like, "That's me," isn't it? Yeah, he 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 could actually beat uh, Stockdale's record. What was Stockdale six? Oh, or seven? Could have been eight. What's eight? <laughs> All the tries. <laughs> Tr- yeah, Stockdale any tries, no? But uh, yeah. Uh, Wales defeated Italy 42-0 Ireland are taking on Wales next on Saturday at quarter past and two then, Bonjour Francais they beat England we oui. L- like oh my god were you shocked by this ta cha but yeah <laughs> going into this game we thought England were going to win uh, obviously because like France has so many changes only one player over the age of 30 uh, Ross did actually bring up the fact that this could they, England could have a hangover from the World Cup losing the final supposedly the stats from the competitions for teams who lose the World Cup final are actually very bad were you aware of this? no it wasn't either, aware of either, either was I Ronald mentioned it but like they obviously like well obviously get you get your heart broken you know what I mean and yeah. like you're so it's hard to get back up for this picking up the pieces yeah. uh, and again like I think last year at Six Nations a lot of teams were like treating that as like their World Cup warm up you know yeah. what I mean and England got the whole way to the final yeah, they lost I, quite badly to South Africa in the final yeah. South Africa ended up like Come the end of the game, South Africa started making a show of them, really. Yeah. Um, but I don't even think England were, like, like that terribly bad. France were just, like, oh, unbelievably good. Yeah. France, uh, new coach, uh, basically a new squad, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, of players. Like I said, very, very young squad. I think the average age or something was 24 in, in the there team. And they just came out, and they, they were 17 nil up at halftime. Uh, the French fullback as well, like... The, the, the biggest kick of all time. He kicked the ball from basically underneath the posts into the England 22. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. It yeah. was... C'est magnifique. Yeah. But you make it Johnny May then almost saving the day for them as well. He's an absolutely phenomenal winger. Who, if, um, that, if that game had went on five or minutes, who would have won? I think France would have held on. I think 
it was in Paris. It was their kickoff to Six Nations, and I think it was like, I think going at seventeen nil up at halftime, that that team was like, we're so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they got, like the belief was there. Yeah, they didn't get into twenty four nil. Yeah, but uh, it was a weird game for Farrell. Farrell wasn't on point as well. No, he Usually wasn't. Oh, oh, well, you have, do you think you have, this is Saracens thing? Well, I think it has a lot to do with like a lot of that England team will be Saracens, whether they start or not. A lot, like Saracens probably have more players in that squad than any other team. Yeah, and do you think the camaraderie getting relegated? They're probably sitting there going, "I wonder who I'm going to play for next year." Uh, Owen Farrell's like, "Who's going to pay me all the money Saracens weren't supposed to pay me next year?" Who are? Uh, yeah, who? Uh, I think he's going to go to France because yeah. okay. that seems to be France seems to be able to play who pay whoever they want. Uh, who's next week's fixtures? Yeah, okay, so the Six Nations is back next week. Uh, on the first game is Ireland versus Wales in the Aviva Stadium, in the Aviva Stadium excuse me, at a quarter past two. Ross? Oh, you going to say Wales are going to win Six Nations, didn't I? Did I say that as well? No, I think I said England, maybe, did I? Yeah, maybe. Oh, no, I think I said Wales and then England. I don't know, I'm going to have to watch back. But it, it, it yeah. wasn't like Ireland are going to win. I think, no, I said Ireland were going to come third. I think I said England, Wales, Ireland. Oh, okay. Um... I don't think I went back when no Ireland they're gonna win it. <laughs> um the way it's I look at it is it's gonna be a really, really tight game. It depends on how the two teams come out. I think Ireland might be able to put the ball on up their jumper and get the job done. Uh play nice and tight. That pack, Irish pack, get the job done. I think Ireland will win, there'll be a score on the difference. Oh, this game I, I think the way Ireland performed there, that that team will not beat Wales. That's what I thought there the other day. Are you Ireland going to be worse now coming into this game? No, I think I think they'll be better. I think that no, it's in player wise. Like I mean, Ring Rose is out, Farrell's in. Um, not necessarily. I also think it's usually sort of discredited that Ireland have a back row so, and I think that's a massive position. Do you want to, to have. Go, do you want to go and do as well? What? All three home teams won last week, so therefore I'm going to go with the odds and go Ireland. Uh, also straight after that, it's going to be Scotland against England at quarter to five. I think this one's going to be a draw, you know that? What's, like, it, what's this for, say draw, what's, what's this for again? What do they call it? Oh, Calcutta Cup. Calcutta Cup, yeah. I think it could be a draw, to be honest. Uh, England, like Johnny May was like the shining light in that England team. He was actually terrible for one of the early tries defensively. But I think Scotland would have taken a lot from that Irish game. and I feel like that team will grow. And Scotland love beating England. So, <laughs> it doesn't happen too often. I'm going to say a draw. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Scotland again, and then in on Sunday, France are taking on Italy at three o'clock. I think we're probably gonna say France are gonna win. No, I'm gonna go against what I've been saying earlier. I'm gonna go away, Italy. Only joking, obviously. Obviously, France. Yeah. But uh, Ross, what six in nations? If it was this time last year, you'd be like Italy, give them a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, that, that that sort of wraps it up for the rugby yeah. part of the show. Um, six Nations is back. What you want to? What you have to say about each team, each of six teams, in one word per team? So we'll kick it off with Ireland. Improvement. That's what's well, needed. That's what's needed. Oh, oh, what's needed? Okay, right, yeah, what's okay. Needed? okay. What's needed from each team, Ross? From Ireland. Ireland improvement. Wales. Consistency. Scotland. Finesse. England. Saracens. Bit of grit. <laughs> uh, France. Also consistency. And then Italy. Overhaul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it, for, lads. Make sure, uh, ladies and gents, come back next week for more energized Ruby content show crack. And as always, stay, stay energized. energized.
Prøv at holde hånden, Mario. Is that, is that everything? Let me wrap it up. Yeah. Super, right. six, uh, sorry, Super Bowl was on over the weekend as well. Well, congratulations to the Chiefs. Okay, yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks a million. And as always, stay energized.